Hey guys, Mark Roberts from Film Hustlers. Just wanted to thank you guys for listening and remind you to share, rate. What else do we do? Share, rate, subscribe is important. Subscribe, yeah. Okay, go to the little purple icon, hit on that. Let um, us know. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate you listening. We've been having a really good time. We're entering our fifth season, and we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a. We're going to be doing a full feature this year. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. You go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. There he is. There's the guy. No. <laughs> welcome to Film Hustlers. Um, we're very excited. We're into you know it's, it's sort of the end of the year show, which is uh, which is always interesting, and um, you know we get to reflect on on what the year was like and and what we did and what we didn't do. Remember we did an end of the year show at your house during COVID during Rona. Yeah, what did we do? We talked about our favorite Christmas movies. And stuff yeah, like yeah. That. But I was listening to uh, this week's show or the show last week. Sesma. When this comes out, on, oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I was listening to the Sesma show. And uh, man, I, I went off on a rant for about 16, 17 minutes about Be Do, Be Do Have. Be Do I, I went Have, off, yeah. I went off on a rant about Be Do Have. And I listened to it again. I, I was, uh, it was kind of inspiring, to be honest. It's very inspiring. Yeah. And it, it made sense. And, you know, I think it makes, it, it fit. Because sometimes you go off on rants that have nothing to do with our show. Okay, you just you just rant it has nothing to do with filmmaking, but that one actually did. So. I don't know, man. I you know it's uh, it's it's just it's it's so hard, and and the business changes so much. It, it, it's interesting. Like we've been going on scouts for the for the movies we're doing next year, yeah. and you know you meet with film commissioners, whoever you meet with that's helping you out, like film commission or or location scouts or people that are helping films come to certain states. Yeah. Uh, it always feels to me, and, and it sort of comes out eventually, these people are filmmakers, you know, they originally yeah. started as filmmakers. Their dream was to make movies. And then they've got us, you know, foos in there trying to find locations and stuff. And by the time we leave, they're like going, you know what, I might get back into business. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, it's, it's sort of, it's inspiring to see others trying to make their movies and I think when people it's contagious yeah when people put it to the side a yeah. couple of years ago to get you know to get their pension you know I think one of the guys we were talking to was at the film commission he said hey if, if I work another three years I get my pension you know I get my I get my family taken care of yeah. I get money for my retirement and uh, and that's something you don't get when you're struggling as a filmmaker sometimes you know I mean producers you know the producers guild doesn't help you with insurance doesn't there's no uh you got to pay into all of your retirement stuff on your own you got to figure out how to do that well you like to start strikes is what you like to do but that's okay (laughs) start strikes (laughs) no i've always been very lucky to miss the strikes but uh but i'm glad the strike's over i'm glad to be back to work i'm excited about us making our movie um we have some. Uh, we have a special guest today, which is going. You know, it's going to be cool because we're going to be able to talk to him about yeah uh, foreign distribution. So and he's been in the game him. a long, long time. Give him an intro. I'd like to introduce my good friend, Mr. Jason Strickland. Oh, so grateful, oh. really humble and grateful that you guys have me here. Yeah, I've been trying hustlers. to get you a long time now. Yes, it's been a, it's been a couple of years and. In a minute, mm-hmm. and usually it's like, oh, we're on the set, or we're doing this, or we're fl- we're just flying back from something. So praise God, we're here. Yeah, I'm grateful for you both. Feliz Navidad yeah. for yeah, you guys. And, Thank you. You know, ready for the holidays, but also ready to get back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2024 what? is gonna be amazing. Give yeah. us a little, um, a little uh, history on uh, on your career or the the work that you've done, how you got into starting the business. Oh wow, yeah. So. Ah, I'm 36 years in the movie industry, and uh, 18 of those years have been directing and producing. So before that, um, 
I'm a 90s guy. So all of our 90s, you know, gals and, and, and guys out there, I'm from the secret world of Alex Mack. So this was uh, Jessica Alba played my girlfriend on this show. Um, I did, did a few, you know, really great seasons with that. And um, honestly, it all started um, some years right before Alex Mack. And um, I, I was, you know, in acting classes here in L.A. as you do. And, you know, I'm sitting with kids in the class that are, you know, not quite successful yet. But uh, these kids are people you know. Leonardo DiCaprio is in my acting classes. And uh, another good friend of mine in there, Toby McGuire. And uh, um, gosh, so, so many amazing people. But, but one of them became a really close friend. And uh, his name was Sage Stallone. Sylvester Stallone's son. I was uh, 13, Sage was 14. And um, we were in this great acting class, Kevin McDermott's acting class. Um, there are people out there that remember Kevin McDermott. If you were an actor in this Hollywood area in that decade, in that time period, in the 90s, you were definitely getting coached by Kevin. And so what Sage and I discovered is that, you know, acting definitely wasn't our calling, um, that our calling was to be directors and producers. And a year later, as I grew in a relationship with him and, and, you know, as a friend, a year later, I'm on the set of Cliffhanger being flown out in LAX, Sage and I both, he was 15 at this time, I'm 14, to be on the set of Cliffhanger for 10 and a half weeks to get there and arrive on a Sylvester Stallone shoot and his dad, we're staying at the Accessoire Hotel right there in Rome and we get that chance to hear from him saying, before you guys leave here on this you know, summer break, you're going to give me an essay on what it is you want to do in this business. Wow, that's so cool. By Stallone himself. I would have failed. Uh, my dog ate my essay. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sly. No pressure, Sage. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, my dad's never done this to us before, but yeah. uh, he's doing it to us. Did you, did you guys both write it? What's that? Did you write the essay? Yes, we did. We actually did. Did you get uh, an A? Did you get an A? We got an A. We got an A. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I he didn't read them properly. He didn't no, read them. Were you in the movie? No. Were, did you guys get to be in the movie? We no, didn't get a just, chance to no. be in the film, but uh, you know, we got a chance to just learn the fundamentals of filmmaking yeah. in such a real experience. Getting a chance to be with John Lithgow, um, Sylvester Stallone, Michael Rooker, who later in life ends up becoming a friend, and you you know, all these years in history. This is, this is 1992. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Michael Rooker, Rooker, very uh, valuable overseas at one point for years and years and years. Like if you had Michael Rooker in your movie. Yeah. Big you, time. Yeah. You Big could, time. you could sell Germany Still? And, and I don't know. I, I don't think it works. I, I think it works a little bit differently now. You gotta be, you know, we're going to get into this in a minute, but yeah. But uh, Michael Rooker was in Days of Thunder. Yes, yeah. he was in Days of Thunder and and so many iconic films. Yeah, yeah, he was always being called on. That's why I think him. There was a handful of stars that that you could book, make your movie, pay him, you know, a decent a decent amount of money they made, and then uh, you'd be guaranteed like you know making your money back or close to it overseas, and then you'd have domestic, which was pretty cool. Right. But just to give our audience uh, just a, a quick rundown. You started in acting class. You happened to be in, in L.A., so you were, um, are, you, are you born and raised in Los Angeles? I'm born and raised. I'm okay. fourth generation. Awesome. Yeah, so, so you went to acting class with a bunch of people that became ultra successful. Uh, you ended up on a show, a Nickelodeon, with Jessica Alba as your girlfriend. And then in your, you know, as you got older, you realized 
along with Sage, uh, that you that acting wasn't going to be it for you, right? That you started having like feelings of wanting to direct and wanting to tell stories, like be more involved with the the process. So then, so then after the Stallone, you know, uh, visit to Rome and uh, and all that, what what was what was like the next step for you? Yeah. So then, and pretty much very closely after that, I had booked Secret World of Alex Mack. Um, after being put on Kids Incorporated, I was on the last season of the last episode. Were you on with Mario? Mario was on. <laughs> Mario Lopez. He was on there. He was. He was oh, running wow. around. I wasn't on the episodes with Mario. Those were some of yeah. the first seasons that Mario was on. These are some of the last seasons. Yeah. And this was um, Ken Lipman and uh, uh, you know uh, the, the, these kind of names that that were the executive producers uh tommy lynch tommy lynch is like done he's the most successful kids producer director out there for kids shows and um they saw me on that last season last episode i was playing a homeless kid that they that the kids take in and they do good and they clean them up and i become like the kid that the girls like you know and they saw me and said we've got a show so I remember being at their rap party and all those kids were real sad. This is our last time. And like, I remember Ken and, and, and you know, Tommy like going, hey, we, we got another show that we're doing. We got picked up by, by a, a Nickelodeon. Yeah. And we want you to come and be a part of this. And they wanted me to play Scott on The Secret World of Alex That's Mack awesome. right from that show. So, th so when... So as you were having all this success in acting, did you know at the time that when you were doing it that that wasn't going to be for you or, or were you enjoying it? 100% at that age, at that time, I knew that I was totally enjoying being an actor, but I was only on set to learn from the directors and producers, oh, okay. be around the crew, and everybody started to know that. They really started to like get that sense that, dude, this guy doesn't go back to his dressing room like the other actors and fall asleep until their next whatever. Like I stayed on set. Like our 15 to 16 hour days, I was always around camera, always studying. It was a passion that, it just bit me on the cliffhanger set at yeah. 14 and it was something that I've never been able to shake ever again. It's just the most important thing in my life as far as my purpose that I felt like the Lord's brought me in this world. We all have an amazing purpose and, and to find that purpose that the Lord brought you here to do is, is something incredible to understand later as we're older, that we all have a purpose, that we all were made by design and that I felt honestly storytelling and getting a chance to uplift people was it for me. That's neat. Yeah, wow. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, once the once the show is over, where, did you start concentrating on filmmaking? Did you start concentrating? Sure yeah. So like so right what, away. Yeah. What was that like? So basically, right after the show um, comes a whole lot of offers, right? So I'm on the step by step. I'm on Reba McIntyre show. I'm on Boston Public. I'm on David E. Kelly's shows. I, I, so there's a lot of offers that come and I'm still working as that actor because I'm 17, 18, 19 years old. Who's directing at that age? By the way, you could still play 17, 18, 19 oh, years old. Yeah, you look yeah. young, dude. Thank you, brother. I'm 46. Yeah. I just hit 46 wow, this year. Yeah. Praise good. God. Good for you, yeah. man. Have a you. real good, healthy lifestyle. Thank God now. Um, but uh, I'll get into all that later. But, uh, you know, at that six, 16, 17, 18, 19, I then meet John Voigt. 
And now I'm on a film with John Voight. He's directing and acting on Tin Soldiers. And he brought me in and I just started working with John and I just opened up to him like, this is a fellow actor I can just talk to. Let me, let me tell you what I'm all about. And I just started talking to him about angles, understanding 35 millimeter, understanding lenses, like studying at a, at a, at a higher level. He says, Jason, honestly, I want you to stick with me on this project because I don't even know as much directing as you're <laughs> talking about right now. And, and that tripped him out. I was uh, 18 years old, maybe, maybe just 18 years old. And, um, you know, he kind of said, you know, there's a whole thing here in this business and you really got to pursue this. So, you know, I uh, went and in, went into film school. You know, I kind of left a lot of acting roles that I could have continued with, could have been Jessica Alba, like Leonardo and everybody, all the friends that I was around. And even, you know, I could have went on that path and continued. And honestly, I felt, uh, and I'm so incredibly grateful that I went to CSUN, got a chance to just like, you know, quit the business for a bit, go, go get educated and, and fi figure it out even more and then come back into the business, starting my own production company in the light productions. I was 26 now at this time. And, um, yeah, this is where the whole in the light productions, uh, come, comes from yeah. and, you know, our Instagram and how we uplift people. Yeah. And I get co constant DMS. Uh, you're so bold in your faith. Like, and you work in the movie industry. How do you do that? And <laughs> yeah. how are you still working in this? And it's been a trip because yeah. I've had companies reaching out to me, like John Voights and, and a lot of folks going, there's a person in this business that is here to preserve this business. He loves this industry so much that, that he wants to preserve it. And uh, I start getting calls from Adam Sandler's group and now I'm on Judd Apatow's film, Funny People, and I'm working with the camera team with Janusz, which is where I got the Panavision jacket and you know, and, and all these kind of connections start to go and roll. And, and, and meanwhile, I'm running in the light productions and out and, the gates. And that's your, that's your production company, right? That's my production company. And just, just a quick shout out to CSUN because, man, mm. a lot of people, a lot of successful yeah. uh, people in our business today came from CSUN. Paul it's, Thomas Anderson came from there. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, Paul Buccieri, who's the president and CEO of a &E uh, right. Networks, he, run, he went to CSUN. Um, Fred Nigro, who handled, you know, who's money manager for all the stars in Hollywood. Mm. He uh, handled Dave Letterman's company for years and years and years. We hear Cheech Marin is our alumni, right? And you know, I came from the movie industry. I didn't have faith yet in my life. I didn't get a chance to start my production came to do what I'm doing now. So what do I do? I get the whole class high. I'm like, listen, guys, this is our time. You know, Cheech Marin's coming in. I'm a Mexican-American filmmaker, um, you know, and so I'm going, all right, everyone, let's... Wait a minute, you're a Mexican-American filmmaker? Yes. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Okay, good for yes. you. Um, yeah. As am I, as, I'm, as yeah. are you. This That's is, why I we're had here. no idea. That, that, we're that, a trifecta right <laughs> here. Wow. No, the Trinity. Cool. Yeah, cool. so your dad's a Strickland, so and your mom is... Is an Arietta. Like, so I was Ari born, I was born Jason Arietta. Wow. Okay. And my mom was married to a German because yeah. a lot of Spanish and Mexican Americans love Germans. Yeah. So my mom married this German. We love the Irish too, for and some reason. And the Irish. <laughs> right. Because they fought in the Revolutionary War. That's, That's why right. we love them. Yeah. That's connected. what I was just all, about to say. And we yeah. all drink a lot. And they, yeah, they just share the, share the, the <laughs> love of booze. Wow. But you know, so going back though, that must've been tough, Jason. You left a lot of money on the table then. 
Yes. Right? Yes. Like, were you turning down stuff? Yes. I, so I started turning down stuff. I started to let the agent know, you know, that uh, I, I got to pursue filmmaking at a at a different level. Now, what I mean by that is I was surrounded by amazing actors that studied the craft, but I really needed to say, I, I, I needed to um, really uh, hang up that coat of being an actor and known as just an actor to say, I, I'm here to tell stories, to give production, to to help people along my journey um, in, in producing and directing that I couldn't as an actor, I feel. Um, so it, it just was a calling and it was a calling from that age of 13, 14 years old That's that cool. I always wow. wanted to direct. There, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot, you have a lot of energy. So, you know, that probably helps a lot. <laughs> and what's great is, is just being that actor and understanding where they came from first. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of your, your viewers and in and, and hearing about how the procedure and what you do, you know, I always say like, honestly, like go get lessons in every, see it, be a part of it. You know, if you're PA, if, go get into casting. I was doing casting right up the street here. Uh, at Lancashire, and, and and I still have amazing actors who have gone on to do big, successful things. When we were just, uh, you know, uh, casting commercials, and I was casting Shaquille O'Neal commercials, dude. I was 17, 18 years old casting yeah. Shaquille O'Neal so commercials. Yeah. So then you, so you went and you got your degree at at CSUN, right? And after that, then you were like shot out of a cannon, started your production company, and then what? What were you doing indie stuff? Yes. So at that point, we, um, by the way, did you reach back and grab some of those names that kept staying stayed in the business and use them in your movies by any chance? Yeah. So that was what was really incredible was getting that chance to like, I would never, ever want anything else to have been done the way it was because it's all by design. The Lord's got a plan for everybody and God's timing, not yours. And that's a really big lesson in, in perseverance in this business. But at the same time, understanding that, yeah, I had a lot of those friends that knew me. And as soon as I got out, I was doing little short film things with you know, people that are of name yeah. and people, you know, getting that chance. But right out the gate, I started in the light productions after graduating. I didn't get it right away. It was it took me two years to build up the finance. And to tell you the truth, I ended up doing whatever I could in the business, casting, doing things, working, getting back on set, you know, even PAing at times, just even to build up the finance to start in the light. So it took about two years in there of just grind, grind, grind. No one gave it to me. So I didn't ask for anyone to come into what I had until I was ready to say, I don't need any hand-me-downs. Right. No one I ever gave yeah. me anything. Right. I earned it. I paid them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was and a plethora of jobs in two years. Like that is a book and a story in itself yeah, yeah. of what it takes to just start a production company, yeah, yeah. Yeah. getting the finance, getting that bankroll, getting that opportunity to go, wow. You know, um, there's just a lot because of that education at CSUN, not now just going, oh, this is what I want to do, but now understanding the technical aspects of it. And then right out the gate, finally, after those two years, we, we, put it out there in the light productions. Praise God. I, at that now, point is in, is in the light. Does that, is that referring to 
is that a religious thing? Well, yeah, and I also I honestly like to say like there's there's no religion in me at all. What it is is it's just a relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as, that started that started that started right there in that two year grind. Got it. Okay. That two year grind of almost finding you know the most lowest and low of your life. Me coming out of film school. Me now it all sets in. I gave up Hollywood. I gave up all this stuff, and now I have nothing. I'd I'd maybe. $15, $16 in my pocket. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, you know, 24 years old when I finally graduated. And it's like, you can't live at home. It's weird, you know? So I've got to be out there. Now I'm an adult. I got to do it. So um, some really great people came into my life. I, I grew up in this business, so I had tons of addictions. And, you know, um, they came in my life and I found Christ. And that's when we prayed about this production company that is now existing in the light productions. That was a prayer with Francis Chan in Cornerstone Church. A lot of people that know and, and have faith know that name. And um, we started it and that whole thing played out. And six months into starting in the light, we landed, I landed Fortune 500 Baskin Robbins. And, uh, and that, that was and our first client. That all ran through in the light. That all ran through. Oh, in cool! The light. That's awesome. What a, what a, what an awesome um, thing to happen, right? Like it's miraculous in a way, right? You you kind of need that big client to make things go, and so that you can start moving into the areas you want to be in. So that's great. That's right. That was the faith. That was that was the understanding of like dying to everything anybody I ever knew, and I'm gonna do this thing with Christ as the center, yeah. and. I honestly give it all the credit. I've now been sober for 18 years that we've started this company. Congrats. Uh, thank you. And uh, just, I don't even remember that other person that I was. And I now always tell people, you know, people hit me up. Like I was the, you know, friend or guy, you know, in high school and throughout the time, like I would party with them and whatever. And, you know, and I learned all that from running around this business that there was no, um, you know, repercussions for my actions. And I can just, I had so many yes people around me as an actor, like, you know, I could just ask for anything and they'll give it to you. And so many, you know, and, and that for me was the fuel that I needed to go, okay, it's it's time to grow up and it's time to say uh, I, I want to live in, and be a light in a dark place yeah. and, and that's the in the light kind of motto is that you know now that you're with us and you're following us on Instagram and you're you know you're hearing and you're sharing those messages with us and being on set with us and get, getting a chance to be there that you're in you're a light now that's in a dark place and we are all lights because we all have a calling for our lives yeah. That's I believe awesome. that for every single one of you both brothers yeah. oh, too. Thank you, thank man. You. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, so in the light starts doing all these commercials for Baskin Robbins, which Baskin Robbins is nationwide, right? right. I mean, they're, they're Ice cream huge, and cake. They were Ice huge. Cake. Yeah. Oh, do you remember those? A, oh, wait a minute. Do yeah. You remember, do you remember those commercials with the little dinosaurs and stuff? Did you do those? That was all our national oh, spots. Oh man! Oh, thank see, you. You see, remember those? Oh my God! Not only do I remember, I think we used to sing the song at our house, like me and ice my kids. Ice cream and cake and cake. Yeah. Ice cream and cake. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Ice cream and cake. Ice cream and cake. That's right. I did a commercial with Lopez. I did his hair. This and is how I met Tootie. Yeah, for the I, first time. For the first time, but then I met him years later, and he brought that up, and I was like, "Wait, that was you." There, it was huge. There Dude, was there, like those, a, com you know, those commercials it, yeah. were very innovative and fun. I gotta yes. say, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, 15 years ago. And, and so what we got the chance to do is I started writing segments for Baskin Robbins. So I was doing all their stuff. And then we got the chance to do those pieces that went viral. Like those videos and those commercials back then, we didn't have the internet the way it was, but that went viral as far as commercials go. And next thing you know, Guinness Book of World Records we're, we're being contacted with and that's how I met Rob and Mario they end up coming to set I actually ask for Mario to be in they give you a list of different actors and I'm Mexican-American so I'm like I want Mario there I remember him when I was a kid I remember running around with Alex Mack and he was on Saved by the Bell and we would run into each other a lot he was always a good dude so I, I just always had a lot of respect for him he's a little older than I was and I was just always like uh, just loved him loved his his uh how nice and kind he was to people so when i was able to now look back on those actors that i was in the business with i now try to go back and hire all these really good yeah. people so we get mario we're at you know ucla and we have you know guinness book world records and i'm directing out the piece for it we have the most cheerleaders yeah. singing to ice cream and cake and cake there was Hundreds and hundreds. thousands of these. It, was, uh, it yeah. was so many. It was a huge, huge field full of them. And we have, a dr you know, at the time there's no drones. So we have helicopter shots. They're flying over. We have all these cameras set up everywhere. And Mario's doing all the, all the, you know, uh, all the Q&A and all of the stuff for it. He was our host. And like, it was just such a amazing thing to then see Rob doing things now. And so those were the first days of like getting that chance and doing Lexus commercials and GoDaddy with Danica Patrick and directing all these those, spots. Yeah. I remember, remember those? those? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, so I was directing and doing a lot of these through In the Light. And uh, I reach an age now where I'm about 35 and I'm 10 years into this business and I'm in it. And that friend that was so important to me growing up, Sage Stallone, he passes away. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest yeah, in peace. Sure, yeah. And um, when he passed, it, it, it profoundly affected me because- Was he working with you? At the time he wasn't. Okay. <clears throat> so at the time, this 10 years of building up this company and doing these things, I was really in the commercial world. I was really trying to do what Michael Bay, Wrigley Scott, they all started in commercials. I knew that that's where I needed to start first before I was gonna go hit the action world and start directing with Sage one day. Yeah. We made a pack, honestly, we made a pack and we shook on it. It was a brotherhood that we had that we were always gonna be like, we wanna team up like the Farley brothers, like these kind of, but we were gonna be action directors. Okay. Um, and so when he passed, it, it, it hit me and maybe about a year and a half, almost two, about a year and a half later, I get a call from his group. I get a call from Stallone's. I get a call from those people that knew us, that we were going to be the next big action directors. We had been given a lot of time and energy from a lot of other directors that we studied with and we got a chance to work with um, that said, what are you going to do with the legacy? What are you, what are you doing? Your commercial directing great, but you're, you're, you need to move, you need to go, you need to do what you're called to do and all of the education. And so it hit me and I says, you're right. I, I've got to do something and I got to do it. He's like, this is going to take you 10 more years. You got to do this. You got to get with these big actors and you got to start. I says, you're right. Just, give me six months, six months to do what? And so I started putting a Rolodex together and I write, I write from my roots 
on Cliffhanger, I remember we had to go every week for five days each week, go be with all these different, the, the camera people, the editors, the, the stunt coordinators. And I remembered this stunt man, Joel Kramer. Oh, I love this guy to this day. I still talk to him to this day. It was Sylvester Stallone's stunt man. And I said, you know what? I want to write this stunt doc. What's wrong about certain aspects of this business and where I feel the calling of in the light is, is that we stand for the people that don't have a voice, the voiceless. That's what my mission is. I'm here to help others so much more than I'm here to do for myself. I grew up watching the business be me, me, me. When you find light in your life, you want to do the exact opposite. It's about somebody else. It's about you having something that you need to share now and give to the next person so that they could then share it. And this person, this, per this world can be a better place. So with that said, I write second unit invisible action stars get that chance to get a producing team and i call up to james cameron keanu reeves gosh we have mark Wahlberg in there halle berry joe, you know uh, joe montagna is our narrator so now we're 14 years into in the light productions and i did you write it i did okay cool yeah it's so the yeah it's a second second unit invisible action stars it's on imdb you can see our trailer oh, you can cool. see keanu in there but you really don't like you said you had a calling yes. like we're we're here today talking because we have something to say and we're passionate about what we want to do right mm -hmm. otherwise we'd be doing banking or financing if it was about money then it would we, we would pursue money right That's right but we want to tell stories amen this is what we want to do it is a little bit about money though so i didn't mean to deviate robert no so that's okay speaking of feeding our family i need to uh, acknowledge um extreme because they are um you familiar with them Jason? our partner i'm gonna be now extreme music.com is a service that provides a library of music to the industry. Oh, wow. They are, uh, I believe that they're owned by Sony now. Yes. Um, which makes them very big. I mean, you're ta I'm talking about millions of songs, millions of wow. composers putting their music on, on the libraries. And, uh, you know, a lot of us as producers, uh, directors, uh, companies, you use libraries to kind of fill in your, the, your score. Yes. Right? If you have a song in a bar or if you have a, a special song that someone's going to dance to sure. and you didn't have it written, you got to find it, right? And you got to find it affordable. ExtremeMusic.com provides that service. Wow. We used it on Beautiful Darkness, our short. Yep. The entire thing yeah. is all Extreme Music. We didn't yeah, we use a composer. Compose, but we decided not to. Yeah, because it was so good on Extreme Music. And, and we always say, like, you should check it out. But there's uh, tons of libraries. But Extreme Music happens to be our favorite. I use it at uh, all the Christmas movies we make. I use their... You use it their, on everything. Your docs. Everything. Yeah, everything, everything I do. Yeah. Uh, but they are terrific. And if you haven't uh, checked them out, oh, please check them out. ExtremeMusic.com. Thank you so much for telling me. We just wrapped a feature the last day right before the strike. And we literally had a, our SAG rep there. And it was... you. You had to be done. Oh my like God! The SAG, rep was, the SAG rep was there we, on the last day. We were on set How with mean? the SAG How rep, <laughs> and she was like super sweet and nice. I, I love her. Shout outs to you. You know who you are. I love you so much. She actually was there, and eleven fifty eight. We had to put pencils down. Actors had to be. They had to be done. And that was it for 130 days or Crazy. whatever we're at right now. And, and so now knowing about this service, um, we have a film coming out next year, The Friendly. So we've actually finished it. We, 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 we actually shot it and it's now edited and we have 
lots of distribution, people coming after us right now, wanting it, praise God, and, and this great message that comes out of the friendly, um, we needed this kind of music service. Oh, at it's that amazing. Time. It's yeah. amazing. And I, let, me, let me just tell you this. As you go to extrememusic.com, you, you sign up. It's online. You get your account. You can create folders. Like, let's, I'll give you an example. If you wanted to find, and this is an extreme example, but just to make a point. If you wanted to find music that was faith-based, you just input faith-based music and it'll come up, like whatever they have. If you want to find score, like, uh, like, a, like um, orchestra, you put in orchestra faith-based and it'll give you an orchestra of whatever that is. Uh, if you want Christmas music, all the Christmas music, they have hundreds of thousands of songs. Pretty it's amazing. Music. Yeah. It's pretty your amazing. Own music. Yeah. You could really create your own It's pretty. Songs. It's like your having scores. Yeah. It's like having stems, having right? Stems. And that's what we you, you, you do. Have you got to yep. have stems. So not um, only do not only do they give you the music but they give you stems and you can you can maneuver it. They give you a 30 second version. Wow. If you're doing TV, they give you a, a a beat out and a beat in. I mean, it's it's really remarkable. That's amazing. Yeah, you yeah. got to check it out. extrememusic.com Russ Emanuel, He's our, our partner, guy. he's been with us from day one. Really appreciate them. Check him out. Oh, I got to. I definitely will. And uh, sorry, uh, George Gabriel, who I use for my music. I'm going to go to streammusic.com. <laughs> Just no. to check it out. Combine them. <laughs> you got, combine yeah, them. you got to combine yeah, it. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, combine so, so what's coming is The Friendly. Yes, The Friendly. The now, friendly that's coming. really coming. Written by, produced by, and directed by. That's amazing. Congratulations. I mean, we should all look for that. Definitely look for Jason Strickland. Want, uh, we we got to have you back because there's a lot more to talk about. It was really great to have you. Congratulations on your career. I mean, if you're listening... You know, clearly everyone has a path. Yeah. It doesn't always look the way you think it's going to look. Amen. You might be working in an area that you think is uh, a successful area, but maybe you're part somewhere else. You know, just know that, you know, having Jason on, you can make adjustments and make a change. It's not going to be easy. Yes. People have to um, grind. Yes. Yeah. You know, make it happen. So, uh, you know, keep the faith. Keep the faith. That's that's yeah. very positive. Oh. Want to thank you for being here. Congratulations on your movies. I hope the other movie comes out because that cast is amazing. Oh yes, yes. that'll Second be it. And then we even like, have a follow up, an all female version called uh, you know Hollywood's Hard Hitters, who I got Margot Robbie in, uh, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. So we're gonna come back and do this again, yeah, and, and I'll sure. be back when those air. Yeah, let's talk but, about um, that. Once again, you know, from me to everyone that's listening, uh, if you haven't heard lately, just know you're loved. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate and go that. out and do something good for somebody else because it's so much better to give than receive. Pay it forward, man. Yeah, pay, it pay it forward. forward. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks, yeah. you guys, for listening. We'll see you next week on Film, Film Hustlers. Hustlers. Film Hustlers. Thank you. Film Hustlers. All right, yes. guys. <laughs> that was good. Man, Jason, I didn't... Like, that was...